Lord Jesus, King of all creation, thank you for the beauty of this rain and the sound of the thunder, which is a dim reflection of your glory, of your might and of your power. I pray, Lord, that your word, which resounds down through the generations, might break open our hearts today. Put a new song in our hearts, Lord Jesus. Put deep faith to be able to recognise you, Lord. Help me to break open your word to your people. Praise be your name, Jesus. Amen. We've just come through a... Uh, long series of uh, presidential candidate sort of elections and um, we in Australia are probably glad that it's kind of all over. But it always amazes me around any of these kind of uh, times where uh, we're looking for new leaders and parties and new, uh, you know, people who can uh, rise up and take power. It's always shrouded in kind of this great kind of razzmatazz. You know, it needs celebrities, it needs songs and jingles and jimes, it needs, you know, lots of uh, animosity and conflict, it needs sort of media coverage, it needs the taking of sides. It's, it's incredible the amount that goes into the energy to sort of promote human leadership, you know, at that sort of level. And uh, we know the entourage that often is around sort of leaders as they travel from one place to the other, you know, jets and security and limousines and, you know, uh, press conferences. And it has this sort of uh, this mystique of power, you know, that no one can get close. You know, there are, there are sort of uh, people set apart. It's so different, isn't it? It's so different to what Jesus does on his throne, his cross. That's the throne Jesus begins to rule the world from. It's from the cross. Not from power and you know, people exalting him. And It's even from the cross there are people jeering him, mocking him. Is it any wonder that the church down through the ages is mocked, is jeered at, is laughter, is ridicule. We sort of want to be liked. Everyone wants to be liked. Anyone here not want to be liked? Of course you do. You know, we want to follow Jesus and we want to be liked. We want to stand up and say that Jesus is the Lord and I believe in all that he says. That he's the power of all creation. He's the Lord of the universe. He's the Lord of the cosmos. But I don't want to be ridiculed or jeered or mocked. Well, folks, that's not reality. We know from the very ministry of Jesus, from the time he came into the world, that when he was born into a crib, there were men of power looking to kill him, looking to slay him. Through his ministry, he was constantly opposed and ridiculed. But Jesus knew this. There was nothing new to him. It wasn't like he was some sort of victim. He didn't get into a victim mentality. Even from the cross, Jesus is not in a victim mentality. It's not like darkness has won over us. 
From the cross, he begins to reign over the world. And how does he reign? Through mercy. We've just had a year of mercy. Today, we finish the year of mercy. We close the door of mercy because the hearts of all Christians are open. We don't need doors in churches because our hearts are opened in mercy. They're opened with the mercy of God. That when people touch your life, they touch mercy. They touch the mercy of Jesus. Not my mercy, not sympathy, not empathy. They touch the mercy of God. That breaks the power of darkness and sin and destruction and confusion and loss and oppression and sadness and grief. That's what they touch when they touch the Christian's life. Because their hearts are opened, the doors of their hearts are opened in mercy. By the mercy of Jesus. Because from his throne he said, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. Because they weren't saying, praise you Jesus. They weren't saying, Jesus is Lord. They were mocking him. They were mocking them from his heart, from their hearts. There was hatred. In their hearts. Because their hearts expressed our hearts. We too can hold hatred in our hearts. Even hatred towards Jesus. The best of Christians. Look at how we treat one another. Look at what we say about one another. People who are different. People who disagree with us. The competition that rises in our hearts. Father... Forgive them. That's the first proclamation from the throne of the cross. From the throne of Jesus. He begins to rule and reign by mercy. And then the next action is he calls out, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We pray tonight that we won't be people who don't know what we do that we will know in the depths of our hearts what we have done and what we continue to do to ourselves and to others and to God we wouldn't sort of live in a blurry vision but we would know not have a sense of self-condemnation not have a sense of putting myself down but have a sense that I can say Jesus, I need you, that I can reach up to you as you gaze down to me from the cross. I can reach up to you and say, Jesus, I need you. I know from the depths of my heart, I need you. It's not just a formula, but I know I need you because I know the darkness of my own heart. I know the darkness in my mind. I see it reflected to me in the closest relationships around me. I see the effect I have on them. And Jesus, I'm powerless to change. Jesus, I need you. And then from the cross, as he rules and reigns, that's the cry of the repentant thief. I need you, Jesus. You're innocent. You know, Jesus brings down the power of the best legal systems. He brings down the power of the despots and the tyrants 
the dictator, those who think and live in the illusion of power, and he brings them down by humility. St Ignatius of Loyola said, we've got a choice, folks. The feast of Christ the King is always a choice between the standard of the cross or the standard of the world. The standard of the world is wealth and power, pride, you know, self-glory, vain glory. And the standard of the cross is humility. Humiliation with Christ And simplicity, a poverty that recognises, I need you, Jesus. There's no one else in the world. There is no one else in the universe. There is no one else in the cosmos who can save me. Who can reach into the depths of my heart and change me. There is no one. You're it. Jesus, you are Lord. You are King and Lord of all creation. And you are Lord of my life. We have a choice at this time in our lives, at this time of the year in Feast of Christ the King. We can ask ourselves the things that worry me, the things that pull me down, the things that oppress me, the things I'm disappointed with, the things that diminish my faith and trust. Are they under the standard of the cross? Are they following in the humility of Jesus who knew his place before the Father? Jesus was Lord, but he lived in this relationship with the Father. He came not to do his own will, but the will of him who sent him. He came not to be served, but to serve, to get down and wash people's feet, to wash the grime and the dirt out of their feet. That's the power of simplicity. That's the power of poverty of heart. That nothing's too difficult. Nothing's too messy. Nothing's too yucky. No one's too repugnant for Jesus to wash them, to nurture them, to draw them into his heart, to heal their wounds, for them to be able to drink deeply of his love. No one, no one is exempt from the mercy, this incredible mercy of God. So the repentant thief knows his heart. He knows there's only one. And he has recognised him. He doesn't justify himself. He doesn't accuse Jesus. He doesn't say, you saved others, save us like the other thief. But he simply says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom and listen to the response. Today, you are with me in paradise. Not in the future, not tomorrow, not next year, not when you die. Today. That's frightening, isn't it? That's frightening that Jesus can be Lord of our life today and he can set us free from everything that binds us up, 
from our grief and sadness and addictions, from the things I'm most ashamed of in my life, from the things I've done that continue to entrap me and ensnare me. Today, Jesus is saying it's imminent, it's now, folks. It's now. Today, he says, you will be with me in paradise. This is the redeeming power of the merciful love of Jesus. This is the power of God that we are called as Christians to witness to the world. So for us tonight, there's an opportunity to say, where am I? What standard am I under? Yes, we all say we're Christians. We live under the standard of the cross. But St. Ignatius is saying, "Uh uh-uh, you've shifted, you've drifted. You didn't mean to, but you've drifted. A little bit more cash, a little bit more power, a little bit more of this or that, just a little attachment, another thing, another possession, another relationship, another broken relationship. And so he calls us tonight to fix our hearts, our minds on him. You know, it's before the cross that, uh, that we're laid bare, that we have to say, Jesus, you really died for me? What an incredible mercy. What an awesome God. You know, in the Colossians we read tonight, you know, he is the invisible, the unseen, the incredible glory of God, the majesty of God, the the one who created the universe. We're not serving some little despot or some little leader, some nice person. We're actually serving the Lord of the universe. But sometimes we act like we're serving an ant. You know, we're serving a fly. It's just extraordinary, isn't it? We actually serve the Lord of the universe. Who says, isn't that a beautiful reading? He says to us that he has broken, taken us out of the power of darkness. And he says, we've been created and created a place for us in the kingdom of God. He has created a place for us. Today, you have a place in the heart of God and it's living out of that. And it says that you have a place in the kingdom of the Son that he loves and in him we gain freedom and the forgiveness of our sins. We are free. You know how you tell people have given their lives under the lordship of Jesus? You know you can tell that people have really committed their life to Jesus? You know you can tell people are really, that's the centre of his life? It's that they're free. And you know what comes with their freedom? Joy. That's what Pope Francis is talking about, isn't it? The joy of the gospel. If you want to know that people are free and given their lives under the lordship of Jesus, look for joy and look for freedom. I tell you, I've got a long way to go because I don't always have that smile on my dial. I don't always have that joy in my heart. I don't always have that song of thanks in the heart that I have have a place in the sun, in the kingdom, that I have been broken out of darkness into his wonderful light. So tonight is an opportunity for us to uh, assess again what standard am I under? Standard of the cross, standard of the world. See, the world is incredibly powerful. 
You know, they're monopolies over media. They control the cultures. They control outcomes of countries. They control our hearts. I might seem to some sort of conspiracy theory here. Don't say Steve lost me sort of some sort of but it's the reality. It's nothing new. You know, there's dominions and powers and sovereignties that Jesus talked about from the beginning. Nothing new. However you, however you want to phrase it today, there's nothing new about dominions, powers and sovereignties that Jesus has smashed by the power of the cross. We have the victory in Jesus. We have the victory over sin and death. If the cross was the end, if the cross shows the infinite love, the abundant love of God, love poured out, mercy given, is that enough for you? Is that enough? No, of course it isn't. Because, yes, he empathises with us. He empathises with our disease, our sickness, our pain, our suffering. He comes down into that. He comes down into our darkness. He knows us. He empathises. He's alongside of us. But can he break us through that? Can he lead us out of the tomb? Can he raise us up? Can he unbind the grave clothes? Can he make our wounds shine in glory like his? Yes, because he's risen from the dead. That's why we say Jesus is Lord. He's risen indeed. That's why when we preach this sort of message, there's a crack that goes on in our heart. There's also a resistance. There's a resistance that says, oh, I don't want to do that. I've heard this before. I've heard all of this. What are you so excited about? You know? I'm excited about the fact that Jesus is the Lord of creation. He's Lord of the universe. He's Lord of the cosmos. And he is Lord of yours and my heart. And tonight he asks us, do you serve yourself or do you serve me? Do you live for yourself or do you live for me? Not just sometimes, not just when it suits me, but lordship means... I bow down to you, Lord, and everything I have, all that's happened, all that I've done, all that I will do, is yours. I don't think there's any one of us that can say that, is there? Really. That's the grace and mercy of God. But if you can hear rising in your heart tonight, Jesus, I need you. I want you to be Lord of my life. Then go with that. Well, that's the spirit at work in your life. If you can say, Jesus is Lord, then that's the spirit at work in you. No one can say, Jesus is Lord, unless the spirit inspires them. So in your heart now, whether it's fear, whether it's anxiety, whether it's some level of addiction, whether it's anger or hatred, I want you to bring that to your mind and say, Jesus is Lord whether it's some incredible fear, whether it's loss or failure, Jesus is Lord. Whether you're unemployed, whether you're suffering a life-threatening disease, whether it's terminal, Jesus is Lord. Whether you feel overwhelmed, you feel shame and disgust, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord of my heart. Jesus is Lord of the universe. Jesus is the Lord of all creation. Jesus is Lord of the cosmos. Now say, in the power of his spirit, 
Come Holy Spirit, Jesus is Lord. And say it. Only say it. Only say it. If you feel that you're led by the Spirit, don't say it because other people are saying it around you. Close your eyes and say it. Speak it out. Speak it out into the cosmos. Speak it out into Canberra. Speak it out into this place that Jesus is Lord. 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 Jesus is Lord over all creation. Jesus is Lord in our nation. Jesus is Lord of our families. Jesus is Lord. Just say it. Just say whatever Jesus is Lord of in your lives. Jesus is Lord over my workplace. Jesus is Lord over unemployment. Jesus is Lord over those who are sick, Lord, and suffering. Jesus is Lord in all circumstances. Jesus is Lord of our lives. Jesus, you are Lord, Lord of all creation. Jesus, you're the Holy One, the Prince of Peace, the Lord of life. Jesus, we bless you. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. As we sing, as we sing, I think we're going to sing Jesus, remember me, aren't we? We do that. We might even dim the lights a bit, keep the lights on the front here, especially on the crucifix. And let's, uh, from our hearts tonight, Really pray for the Lordship of Jesus to reign again, especially in those places where I've given ground, where it's not under the standard of the cross. But tonight, Jesus, we want to place it under the standard. And if you want to come and join me at the foot of the cross as we kneel at the front, feel free. But only as the Spirit leads tonight. Let's just turn some of those lights down as we focus on the cross and as you're moved by the Spirit.